was American Idiot by Green Day. This is the Jukebox Club Podcast. Chris, how you doing? How you doing? Welcome back. Yes, sir. Welcome back, everybody. Right, all two of first. you. Yeah, all two of you. <laughs> Three of you. <laughs> this is our first one in a while. Yeah. Um, because we didn't feel like doing one. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're busy. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is the start of the new, well, I guess the summer edition of the yeah. Jukebox Club. So we, we decided to do American Idiot because it's going to be 15 soon. Yeah. And I feel like that's like a probably one of the biggest albums of our lifetime. I would say so. You know what I mean? Uh, like at least maybe like of what we would remember. You know what I mean? Not yeah. necessarily like stuff. And I mean like Nevermind by Nirvana was our lifetime, but like that was just we were so little. We were when so that little. Came out. This one's kind of like. I feel like everybody knows American Idiot. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you don't know any other Green Day stuff, you at least know that yeah, one. Yeah, this, like, Green Day was big before this, like, with Dookie and... Uh, Dookie's my favorite. Was it Nimrod? Was that the one? Nimrod, Dookie. Um, or, was, or was Nimrod a Pixies album? <laughs> I don't no, remember. No, I think Nimrod's that. Duke. Nimrod... <laughs> Let me look. Hold on. Yeah, I'm, I... We're flying by the seat of our pants here. <laughs> Nimrod's son, no, Nimrod's son was a Pixies song. Yeah, I think Nimrod yeah. was done with. Yeah, uh, Nimrod, 1997. Yeah. And then Warning was 2000. Yeah, I think Warning didn't do well, right? Yeah, like, Warning, Warning was like their drop-off. It didn't then, match the success of Dookie. And then uh, after Warning, they put out American Idiot, and it kind of changed the way they were perceived. Yeah. Like, they were not necessarily, not necessarily a punk band anymore they were kind of like a just a rock band now just, yeah and i think that like i remember when it first came out and i heard like american idiot and then like, I, obviously the, the singles were like american idiot boulevard of broken dreams september ends and i was just kind of like what the hell is this yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it wasn't green day to me like after uh you know geek stink breath and basket case and all that stuff right it was, sounded a lot more unique i guess it was more punk yeah and uh then this came out and i i was kind of like i mean they changed their look they were wearing like the ties now you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So they definitely had a theme to the album and they right. stuck with it and uh i i didn't see that I, I was you know when i was younger i was just like oh i don't like this they just they kind of went because that, that and this was like the uh I, this was probably before like the uh Fallout Boys and Hawthorne Heights and My Chemical yeah. Romances, but they all kind of took that look of like, we're gonna wear suits, but with eye black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so this kind of like was in that time period of when like that, like uh, almost like an emo look started, and, right. and then the Green Day kind of had that too, and it, it almost like took away f- for me from like what the album was trying to be, and I was just kind of like, oh, like look at these guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What like, are they the, doing now? What the hell are they doing? Yep. Like, he, he had, like, the uh, spiked-up orange hair, like, punk hair before, and then, like, or, like, the, the blonde, like, bleached hair, and now it's, like, black straight and, like, plastered down to his face, and yep. I'm like, oh, they totally went emo. Yeah, like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it was just completely different. Yeah. But it was also, it was a four-year um, gap between American Idiot and Warning. Oh, yeah, there's, they waited four years to put so an album out. Yeah. I think that was, like, the whole, like, we need to completely Yeah, they, they disappeared for a while. Like, they were huge in the 90s. Like, them and Weezer were, yeah. like, the two, like, oh, who do you like better? Exactly. And then uh, 
they disappeared and then yeah came out with this and i remember thinking like what the hell happened like did they get did they change members or something because like nobody it didn't sound the same at all and uh yeah after watching interviews uh i think like the lead singer billy was saying how they just wanted to put together like a concept album where it has like an overarching story mm-hmm. and they they said the first songs they wrote were homecoming and american idiot and homecoming was just uh he he wrote it they just wrote it all from the perspectives of themselves like i think even in the song homecoming you hear the other two members singing mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh so they wrote that song first without an overarching story in mind and then realized like oh this could be like a big story about you know someone leaving and then coming back home which yeah. you know homecoming meant and it just started off as this idea of them writing songs about how they grew up uh or you know where they came from and their perspective of it and then obviously the song american idiot was a political statement you know what i mean they felt uh what are you unrepresented i guess in the media right. and all that stuff they wanted to kind of I don't want to say shock people, but they wanted to kind of like, yeah. you know, be heard. Yeah, yeah, it was, that was when, uh, like, that was post 9-11, and then, uh, like, there's a lot of problems. People didn't like Bush. Yeah. And I th- they fit into that category. They, like, they hated President Bush. And. They were angry. I think that's where, you know, American Idiot started, which was pretty much about him. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you fit into this redneck agenda, and it was kind of like an anti-Bush song essentially is what it was and i remember there was like uh punk compilation albums coming out called like rock against bush oh yeah Do you remember yeah. that kind of stuff yep <laughs> i remember seeing like the commercials on tv yeah and, like it was like at the head of it <laughs> oh yeah yeah so they, they kind of like uh they didn't really revolutionize it but they they definitely i feel like we're at the forefront of you know the uh anti-presidential political right music genre and uh that's that's kind of what as i what was i 13 14 when this album came out Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what turned me away from it because i wanted nothing to do with politics you know what i mean i was just like i don't want to fucking hear about this stuff in my songs like i i just want to distance myself it's like i don't want to hear this this is garbage i'm 14 you know what i mean like i can't do anything about it <laughs> yeah no whether i agree with it or disagree with it i have no say in the matter so i just why well, i want to hear about it i kind of just was like ah fuck green day when it first came out you know what i mean and i'm then, still kind of like that though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny you know i tell a lot of people it's this is definitely the most divisive like album i think we've done because a lot of people were like oh like what are you doing next or you know what i mean you know like all of our fans been asking us yeah <laughs> on twitter all the time <laughs> uh no but like people will say like uh what's your next one that you're doing mm-hmm. and i always say like oh we're you know working on american idiot by green day and it's either like oh fuck that or like oh nice you know what i mean yeah. like people are either super excited about it or like really like oh i can't believe you're fucking doing they that, hate it. Yep. that album there's no like middle Green yeah. Day fan. You either don't like them or you you used to like them. Yeah, you get a lot of I like old Green Day. Right. Like that's that's a common statement. It's just like, I I, I can see where they're coming from. Like because they definitely had a sound change. But oh yeah. Yeah, it just seems unfair. It's like I oh, no, I like the old Green Day. He's <laughs> like fuck their new stuff. Well, yeah, and it's <laughs> I hear that a lot with every band. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. like, I want them to do 
that sound again. like that again. But mm-hmm. like I get where you know, I don't want to hear the same album twice. Yeah. I want to hear a little bit of different. I mean, I, I don't love everything on this album, but I also don't think it's the worst yeah, that I've ever yeah. heard. You know. No, I and actually, uh, I'll tell a quick story. My my buddy Tom is super into Green Day. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of his favorite bands, and he ended up buying Green Day Rock Band. Oh, okay. And that came out in like I want to say like 2009, mm-hmm. 2010. So it had the entirety of like American Idiot on it. It had a lot of their older stuff, and then they put out the album they put out after this, Twenty First Century Breakdown. It had a lot of that on it too. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just so into like I liked playing Rock Band. Like that was like one of my favorite video games. Yeah. And he got the Green Day Rock Band, and I was just like, yeah, I'll play it. Like I'm like, yeah, I don't really, because I was still in that phase of like, oh, I kind of gave up on Green Day, but I was like, I'll play it. And I just rem- like that game literally got me back into Green Day because I was like, oh, I, a lot of these songs I really like. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. just like the you know Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Holiday, American Idiot. I didn't really like. Yeah. But like all the rest of the songs on like the album that we we would just like play through the album and like I remember hearing Jesus of Suburbia. Yeah. And like playing it on Guitar Hero or Rock Band for the first time, and you know it's that down, 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 and I'm like, oh, this is fucking sick. It's a good song, and yeah. it goes on forever. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, and it's constantly changing, and like, oh, like now here's the second part, here's the part three. You know what I mean? And it feels like a bunch of different songs, but it flows together so nice. And that's the thing about Rock Band is mm-hmm. like, when the song ends in the game. It brings up the score, like how many notes you missed, how well you did, uh-huh. and then it has to load, and then you pick another song, and then it loads again, and you go back into it. But with this, like the Jesus of Suburbia, it was kind of like, I, it was one song, but since it felt like, you know, Jesus of Suburbia feels like five, four or five different songs, it was kind of cool. I'm like, oh, this feels like, you know, like... You're playing more than one song. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, like yeah. standing here powering through a set, rather than just like picking a song one at a time, you yeah. know what I mean? And that that's like... Why I started like being like, oh, this is like interesting, and then I started to appreciate like the longer format of songs, but with you know dips and changes, not like it's not going the back same to the same chorus over minutes. and over again. Right. Um, like I know we're not talking about it, but their next album, Twenty First Century Breakdown, the title track off of that, um, it's it's a longer song, but it it goes through the chorus twice, like it does verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after it does the second chorus, it completely changes directions. Right. So it's almost like oh here's the here's just a standard song, and then after the second chorus, rather than like doing the chorus again and ending like a default you know format of a song. Yeah. After the second chorus, it just completely slows down and then picks back up again and just sounds like a completely different song. And I'm like, yeah, this is like, it's almost became Green Day's thing. Yeah. It was like, we're going to have songs that like go on for a long time, but have like different acts right. to them. You right. Know what I mean? Which is, I mean, it pulls you in. It, it's not, I like how they label it as just one song though. Yeah. Like yeah. That was their, they didn't want to have like these five separate songs. They wanted yeah. it just to be this one and that's what it was under. Yeah, and I know depending on what album, like what year the album you got it, like mm-hmm. I know, uh, like for example, We Are the Waiting and St. Jimmy are considered one song. Right. And then on like maybe you buy the deluxe version, they're considered two separate songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, like, they definitely are two separate songs, but I like how the album's like, no, this is one story that you're right. getting. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Because it, it's definitely delivered as more of a story arc than it is just like a traditional, like, oh, here's a song that we wrote that was cool. Here's another song that we wrote that was cool. Here's another song that we wrote that was cool. It's definitely like, I would say with the exception of like American Idiot and mm-hmm. Wake Me Up When September Ends, like those almost feel like they don't fit in. Yeah. But the rest are definitely just a story from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, I remember 
for Christmas one year, my grandma got me the uh, deluxe edition. Of uh-huh. Pain, but it was like a book, and it had the full album in it, and then it had the live album. I think it was called like Bullet in a Bullet in the Bible. Bullet in the Bible. Yeah. yeah, that was like connected with it, and it was like they they combined them though. Yeah, yeah. And like how they played them live, they did the same thing. Yeah. They would just play them together, like it was a you know, yeah, like one song. Yeah, I remember there's like a live performance of We Are the Waiting slash St. Jimmy, mm-hmm. and he prefaces it by saying this song is called St. Jimmy, right. but plays We Are the Waiting into, into it. Uh, St. Jimmy. They do that like on the radio. If you hear Brain Stew, they play you, They the always play song. Jaded. Yeah, and I don't like, <laughs> I'm like I, I always change it because I just want to yeah. hear Brain Stew, then I'm done. Like, don't. You know what's funny is I, I grew up loving Brain Stew. Yeah. And I would did the same thing. I, ne- I always skipped through Jaded, but yeah, I feel like more. now I'm, I'm starting to like I'm starting to come around to Jaded. I don't know, but it, I like the intro. Yeah, just because yeah, it picks like, back hey, up. You, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my problem. <laughs> I feel like everyone can sing like him. Just like I remember, Nick was saying a few years ago, my brother about going to see them, and he's like, I just don't want to hear him go Pittsburgh. <laughs> and I, I went on, I went on it's Facebook, so and uh, the X was live during uh-huh. the show, so I, I put it. It was when against me open for them. Oh, okay, yeah. So I clicked it live, and as, as soon as I clicked it live, he just went, Pittsburgh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely has, like, that unique, like, it almost sounds, like, British when he sings. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's not. <laughs> I get it, though. I mean, yeah. He's singing. So, yeah, American Idiot, definitely a political statement uh, yeah. about not fitting in. And I guess the, if it you would, sh- it's not part of the story of the album, I would say, but it's definitely, like, a... A setting setter like here's a guy who feels misrepresented in his community and like thinks everyone around him is crazy yeah like, how could you feel this way like i'm so against the way you feel that right. like it's just foreign to me like i that's alienated and he even says uh a play on words of alienation mm-hmm. and he says uh what part of the alien nation <laughs> you know what i mean so, yeah like saying this this nation is so different from his uh beliefs that it's an alien nation to him um a lot of propaganda talk uh oh yeah here it is all welcome to a new kind of tension all across the alien nation so he's basically labeling it yeah yeah um pretty much all about media which it's definitely applicable today to, to today where just kind of like everyone listens to the media and gets their one side of it um I feel like that's the toughest part though like not to get political but if i'm listening like if i want to know about politics yeah you're listening to someone tell you their belief like yeah. there's no like um like i guess place where you could go just to get like a bias like yeah this is yeah. what really happened this is but you always get someone's opinion of absolutely so yeah it's, it's that's what makes it so tough i think to get into it i think i looked up uh i don't remember what it was but i was looking up some kind of new bill that was passed just to get information on it like yeah. i wasn't pissed or anything i was just like what is this all about yeah tell me uh and the only sites i could find were like vox which is super to one side yeah. and then i forgot what the other side what the other site was but it was super to the CNN other uh um, yeah I've, vox vox is super um 
Democratic, and then I, whatever the other site I would. But I was just like, I can't click on either of these links because they're not going to give me the straight story. No, exactly. You know what I mean? They're going to give me like the guy who wrote the articles like pissed off opinion about it. Right. Which <laughs> I don't want to hear this. Yeah. But I guess in the same thing, like if we were listening to someone came to us and was like, "Hey, tell us about the Gaslight Anthem." <laughs> I'm not going to be like, "Look, fuck that band." You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of get where it's a little well, more at the same important. time. I, I, I would definitely preface it by saying, like, oh, I really like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I would throw in, well, I'm biased yeah, a few times yeah. and say, well, listen, this is what I, I wouldn't I'm sit doing. there and argue, like, like if I said, like, oh, uh, like, tell me about Coldplay. Yeah. I wouldn't take you <laughs> saying, telling me about Coldplay as fact. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there's got to be a place. I mean, like <laughs> Wikipedia. If you look up Coldplay, there, yeah. there's not like this is a great band. It just says like here's where they're here's from. What they've here's done. the albums they've put exactly. out. Here's the where they charted. You know what I mean? But there's nothing like that anywhere else for like political shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. and, and like that's definitely what I don't know if it's what this this song intended, but it's definitely a way you could shape it towards today. Is like. Everyone listens to their own side, and I forget what they call it, the echo chamber is, yeah. is, is a term I've heard before. Where yeah. If you're, let's say I like the color red, and I go to thecolorred.com, and everyone's like, yeah, the color red's awesome, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like you're like, no, I like the color green. And then I'd be like, well, fuck this guy. Like, look, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, look right here on the colorred.com. It says red's the best color. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, no, check out the colorgreen.com. It says green's the it best says, color. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what they mean by echo chambers. Like, I'm isolating myself in this one-sided opinion, mm-hmm. and I'm not letting myself get opinions from other sides because I'm I've already been surrounded by people that say I'm right. Right. And I think that's kind of what he means by American idiot. Mm-hmm. He's he grew up with people that were so one-sided that he just couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was just like, this is abysmal to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and yeah the his, he uses a lot of words like hysteria and uh, a nation controlled by the media is another one like that's that's still applicable to today mm-hmm. um definitely a cool intro riff I, I like the guitar um but this this song i feel like was played so much when we were in like middle school and going it's, into high school that it was hard to go back <laughs> it really was yeah it, this i wasn't feeling it i it's it's weird because it definitely like i said it sets the pace for the album but it, i feel like it's not part of the story of the album it's definitely just a, a song and not a story yeah so a lot of times i would go through and listen to this album and just skip skip american idiot yeah that was definitely <laughs> I, I couldn't yeah you don't need it to to fulfill the story of the album exactly you know what i mean so it, it was definitely a skippable one not i didn't hate it like i, I still liked it and i like the little drums breakdown that oh yeah uh i it's a cool song we've heard it though like, yeah but it's it's a cool song it's but it's just played. like yeah everyone's heard it yeah yeah you, you know that song <laughs> as we played it at the beginning <laughs> just yeah just to remind everybody. Yeah, you gotta be yeah, <laughs> back to high school days. <laughs> so then it goes on to um, Jesus of Suburbia. Yes. And that definitely sets the pace of like how the album starts with the story. And uh, it's funny because, and this is going back to wrestling, but I remember they asked Paul Heyman about uh, his promo work, which a promo, if you don't know, is just getting in the ring and talking to the crowd. Mm-hmm. and getting a point across and he's paul Heyman says 
I always do it in the simplest way possible. I say who I am, what I'm here for, and what I'm trying to do. And he says, my name is Paul Heyman. I'm the advocate of Brock Lesnar, and yep. this Sunday Brock Lesnar is going to beat Kofi Kingston for the you know or whatever it may yeah. be. But he always says he gets that out of the way. Yeah, immediately. And Jesus of Suburbia, if you listen to the lyrics, I'm the son of rage and love. I'm the Jesus of Suburbia. Like I feel like he establishes his character immediately. Yes, and it's just like okay, this is what this song is. And Green Day does that a lot, where they. He doesn't write from the perspective of himself. He puts himself like in a different character. Right. Uh, like right. I always say, the character of the song. And mm-hmm. Immediately, okay, this the character's name is the Jesus of Suburbia, and the way he describes himself is the son of rage and love, which you'll see is a huge theme in this album. Oh, yeah. Even like the uh, cover artwork is uh, a hand grenade in the shape of a heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a rage and love thing. It's like rage is the grenade, love is obviously the heart. Um, so I just think it's kind of cool. Like he immediately establishes uh, motive. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is what this song is about, and this is who this guy is. Exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, and then yeah, this this just that intro like bam 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 bam. I remember that immediately grabbing me the first time I heard it. Right. Um, and. This is one that they cut down for like the music video and the radio, and, which like, is dumb. I, I, I hate that so much. Yeah, just I, don't I, play it at all. Yeah, it's, just leave it alone. <laughs> because it, it has, I think everybody does like that, five though. acts, if you could argue that. Yeah. And I'm always like, you need, you can't just like cut out like, oh, this is my favorite part of the song. I'm gonna put this part in, put this part in. I'm like, that's bullshit, man. It pisses you off. <laughs> yeah, you gotta leave them all together. I, I remember Tokyo Police Club did it with a song called Argentina. Uh-huh. It was part one, two, and three. And when they were opening, obviously they didn't have a lot of time, so they would just do the first part of it. Uh, and I remember being like, where the fuck's the other five <laughs> minutes? Like, <laughs> I started to sing it, and they changed yeah. the song, and you're Dude, like... Weezer did that with uh, it's the sweater song. Yeah. They didn't do the uh, outro, that... Dun, 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 dun. It, it drives me nuts. And I was like, that's like one of my favorite parts of the song is like that... And it sucks. <laughs> Man, I was pissed. Like, but just, yeah, they, they, they've butchered this song. Like, just uh, skip it then. Yeah, just don't even play skip it. Skip it. And I remember, like, yeah, because it was such a popular song, it had, like, a music video. Mm-hmm. And obviously no one's going to sit. I, how long is it? Nine minutes, 18 seconds. <laughs> you know, it's going to sit for a <laughs> nine-minute, 18-second vi- music video. You know what I mean? So they shortened up the video, and it just kind of it takes away from the song so it, much. It does. But essentially, uh, this the lead, the lead character of the whole album from here on out is is Jesus of mm-hmm. Suburbia, and he calls himself that. He thinks he's going to be the savior of this <clears throat> small town, dead end town. Uh, he calls it the land of make believe. He calls it the center of the earth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Middle of nowhere. I think they refer to it as uh, yeah, the city of the damned is is one he calls it. So he he definitely just shits on this town that he's from. Yeah. Uh, and he has the line in the land of make believe they don't believe in me which kind of going back to the American Idiot stuff is like it's this character who's grew up in this town and just does not associate with anybody or maybe him and his friends are just outcasts right and they just don't fit in and, and can't believe how much they don't fit in you know it's just like we're so different from these people that it this is crazy to me mm-hmm. uh, and that's why like the land of hysteria, I think they call it, an American idiot. 
Um, but there's a lot of cool. Uh, very. What's the one? Long view. Is that the Green Day song? Where uh, I sit around and watch the tube. Yeah. Cause long view. Nothing's on. There's definitely a lot of long view type imagery where he's just like. Uh, the second verse. Get my television fixed. I'm sitting on the crucifix, meaning his couch in his living room. Yeah. And he says, my living room is my private womb while my mom and... He says, my mom and Brad are away, meaning his, you know, he's probably his stepdad. Yeah. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so he definitely just paints this picture of this kid who is just unhappy and bored, more or less. Like, like he... I, I, it almost is like he doesn't have a horrible home life. He's just so distant and can't relate to anybody. He's, he's real open, too, about... Like, there's not... I always think of the song um, "Welcome to Paradise," yeah, where it's just like he's talking about some shithole, yeah. But in this one, he's just like, Nick, "No, this is a shithole. Yeah, I can't even yeah. like make a joke about it. Like, it, <laughs> it just sucks." And yeah, and the next to fall in love and fall in debt to alcohol and cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's just, you can almost yeah. like see the the image in your mind yeah. when he's talking and, about it. And... and then the chorus: "There's nothing wrong with me. This is how I'm supposed to be." Like kind of. Uh, I mean, this is what the town has made me. He's he's almost projecting all of his problems and boredom on just being from the town that he's from. Yeah. Which I think is delivered from both, like, a sincere and a sarcastic way. This is almost like the writer of the song, you know, Billy and Green Day, know what this character's in for. But the right. characters writing this is like, no, this is totally going to solve all my problems. If I just left this town, I would be... Everything's the savior. Be. I'm the Jesus of suburbia. Yeah, you know, almost like talking himself up. Meanwhile, he's like a loser bum from the middle of nowhere. Exactly. You know what I mean? That thinks he deserves better. Uh, and then it kind of goes into the second part, the city of the damned, uh, where he kind of paints the picture more of like uh, at the center of the earth in the parking lot of the Seven Eleven, where I was taught the motto was just a lie. Like he was the motto of Seven Eleven being "Oh, thank heaven." You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe there's the correlation there. Uh, another part right after that home is where your heart is uh, is delivered sarcastically because again he hates his town what a shame everyone's heart doesn't beat the same again there's the whole American idiot thing like these people don't have the same heartbeat as I do they don't have the same beliefs as I do Um, yeah there's so I feel like this does a really good job of like introducing you to this lead character and i think it the first couple listens through you're behind him yeah you're like okay like i i believe in this guy he can you know the jesus of suburbia can go and do greater things but once you start to listen to the album more you're just like you kind of realize like oh this guy's like a a loser yeah (laughs) you know what i mean it's absolutely it's this you know this punk kid that pretty much thinks he's owed more Mm -hmm. and, and that oh if i could just get out of here uh, you know this shitty town I'm in. Oh, I could make a name for myself. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. It's like the this, town's fault. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's 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 a kid who has got nothing to do but blame all his problems on everyone around everything him. Everything else. Uh, and then he goes into part three, which is I don't care. Everyone's full of shit. We're born and raised by hypocrites. This is again like the angsty like brat almost. Like yeah, it, he has a point again. Like you, you know when when you first listen to it you're like yeah fuck this town you know what i mean but then you listen to it more and you're just like okay you're just being a brat dude <laughs> yeah. yeah you're just bitching now yeah, yeah. shut up uh and then I, I like the whole idea he's there's a lot of like religious imagery obviously his the, the lead character calls himself the jesus of suburbia mm-hmm. and 
it says the land of make believe that don't believe in me. It's kind of like a religious thing there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and then he gets into I don't care, <laughs> which like, just sounds like more bratty. Like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I do like that part, though. Yeah. It sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> and then we talked about this in the uh, Prince album. This next part is the Dearly Beloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the Prince album starts off with uh, Dearly Beloved. <laughs> 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 that was a good Prince. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of... Uh, I don't know if this was taken from... Uh, like a, the prince, prince was like inspired by that little snippet of that prince song, right. but he definitely starts with "Dearly beloved, are you listening?" Whereas you know, Prince started with "Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to something." This little <laughs> thing called love, right? Little, yeah, or life. I don't remember the I think exact. It's love. Um, this is kind of, uh, I would say, his realization, the Jesus of suburbia's realization of like. I should just leave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I demented or am I disturbed? Uh, he's kind of like questioning, like, am I crazy for wanting to leave? Mm-hmm. And then that's when he says, well, to live and not to breathe is to die in tragedy. Meaning, like, if I stay on the couch, you know, get my televisions fixed, you know, fall in love with cigarettes and alcohol. Yeah. Uh, that's living without breathing. You yeah. Know what I mean, that's like me just existing. So he does kind of get his shit together and realize, like, okay, I am going to get out of here. And I feel like this is kind of, like, the turning point of – this kind of sets the album off. It, it's, it starts out with this kid who's unhappy and kind of a brat and a dick. And then I think he starts to realize, like, okay, I should stop talking shit and actually <laughs> make time some. to do something. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then he says, I'll leave behind this hurricane of fucking lies. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is my favorite part. Like, I run, I run away. Yeah. <laughs> the line of This is like the height of the song. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then it goes into the solo. And then uh, it comes out of the solo with, I don't feel any shame. I won't apologize. But there ain't nowhere you can go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he just pretty much says... Uh, I'm leaving like I'm leaving home and uh, again we talked about earlier in the episode of you know the song Homecoming was the first one they wrote yeah so you can kind of see where this is going to go eventually in the song Homecoming being one of the last songs so it starts off with this kid unhappy leaving his home and that's kind of the end of the long ass song Jesus of Suburbia but it, it again it has it's not like verse chorus verse chorus verse chorus, for nine minutes right right you know what I mean it's not a boring song it definitely okay. has uh, moments and then you know for dearly beloved it, drip, it dips down and then it goes into a solo and right. then comes back slow again and then ends strong again it, it, it definitely like I I always preach like you got to keep your song shorter you got to keep your song shorter when like when we do albums but like this being a nine minute song it feels like feels like five five songs. two minute songs yeah. you know what I mean right which to me that's okay like, and that's that's like Green Day though yeah yeah it was the short to the point songs yeah you know, and yeah, rather than this being like a 20 track album it's a 14 track album but it has exactly. you know longer songs and then um after this it goes into holiday slash boulevard of broken dreams which mm-hmm. those were two big like they made those were big. two of the bigger singles yeah. holiday was big and uh i remember hearing 
Boulevard of Broken Dreams first, I think. Yeah. Like, just because you'd hear that on the radio constantly. That was, that was really, yeah. Uh, and then hearing Holiday and being like, the end of Holiday sounds like the beginning of Boulevard. You know, I didn't know any better. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> because like, it kind of has that. But then you listen to it and it's like, oh, it's structured. It just goes Holiday's right, into, right it. into Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Yep. And it, it's considered one song on certain albums. Like, it's called yeah. Holiday Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And uh, this is just this small town kid, the same, you know, the Jesus of suburbia. Mm-hmm. Um, leaving town and kind of experiencing he calls it i'm on holiday i mean you know in the uk that's what they call vacation so he's kind of taking that like uh he's he's leaving his town and now he's like on this vacation um you know what i mean just this tour of the bigger cities and seeing what else is out there for him uh so uh, to me it's just this innocent kid who thinks he's a badass that you know what i mean kind of gets in over his head and this is kind of the start of it Mm -hmm. Uh, and then this is kind of kind of gets political too with uh he's talking about protesters getting like ball gagged yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i I think this is where he starts to see uh himself like oh i could fit into these people like these people are totally against what i'm against right uh and he starts to associate himself with like these rebels and protesters and uh, I don't know what else you call it but people that are against like the man yeah you know oh, yeah. I mean? yeah well he and, even says it can I get another amen yeah like he's almost using that as like oh like, like a like protest agreeing yeah yeah. 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 Oh, yeah I didn't even think of that I was just kind of like and then if there's a flag wrapped around a score of men which is kind of like a military funeral illusion you know what I mean right um, and he says with the gag a plastic bag on a monument kind of silencing the protesters and uh and then he's i beg to dream and differ from the hollow lies which is again like american idiot he's disagreeing with the norm and then this is the dying with the rest of he this it's this kid thinking oh like i could totally do this for the rest of my life i could live with these you know rebels and oh yeah um but yeah i think everyone's kind of heard holiday (laughs) holiday yeah those are the I would say those are the there's four that you would just know, and these would be two of them. Yeah, holiday. obviously the other would be American Idiot and Wake Me Up. Yeah, and September yeah. ends, but I think these are the two like big ones, you yeah. know, or like at the height of of everything. And I mean, they still play them all the time. Yeah, so I think this is it's it's an interesting that they lump these two songs together, and it this is goes like to me like crediting Green Day for the way they structure their albums yeah because usually when we do these like i'll always be like the nitpicky like oh i wish this song was before this one or i feel like this didn't fit into the second half kind right of stuff right. but like i feel like green day nailed like the uh arc of like the story like uh, this is what we're gonna do this is how he's, he's taking you through the character's mindset uh, one song at a time almost mm-hmm. and, the way Holiday goes into Boulevard of Broken Dreams, like, Holiday's almost this upbeat, like, he's kind of like, yeah, I've, I finally fit in, I I can associate with his people, and then it goes into Boulevard of Broken Dreams, where it's just like, I walk this lonely road. Yeah. And he's by himself again. Like, he, I think it's kind of like, after the loud bangs and protests and all that stuff is done, he still doesn't really have a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just doesn't fit in. uh probably homeless at this point he's just traveling through the streets so it's kind of like a i feel like this is like a 
realization of like oh fuck like i can't keep doing this yeah oh yeah <laughs> without it you know without anyone on my side mm-hmm. and he even says like i walk alone um it's almost like a, a i don't say bipolar but like uh you, you just have a bad day yeah like it's like yeah. i was really high yesterday and today i'm just not feeling yeah it. yeah and then, yeah, yeah this those is like the, the, the hangover from the party that was holiday exactly kind of like what it is yeah um this this is a song that I would skip. <laughs> oh yeah, I just I'm I'm so over this song. I I know like p- people love it, people hate it. I listened to it a few times because it's our job. But I, <laughs> the, like the fifth time, I was like, I just can't. Yeah, I can't do it again. I yeah. get it. <laughs> it was this. I remember like hearing this and being like, this was like the song that made me go like, what happened in Green Day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again. Once you hear it from the perspective of the album, it totally makes sense. It makes sense, right? Yeah, it's it just fits. like oh, they weren't trying to make the no. sequel to Dookie. You exactly. know what I mean? They were trying to make this rock opera, which I, they did turn it into a Broadway show. I don't they know did. if you saw any of that, like doing your research or anything. Which is but, just insane. Yeah, I, there's a documentary on it. There's yeah, a, yeah, it's a Broadway musical. It, it was definitely a big deal, and it, it deserved to be. Like it, it, it was yeah. really well done. Yeah. Uh, but like this as a standalone song, I couldn't stand. Oh no! And then once you hear it in the context of the, because it was just so depress not depressing is probably the wrong word, but like depressing, but like cheap. Yeah. So it's like I walk alone. My shadow is the only thing that walks beside me. Like it was almost just like okay, yeah, <laughs> like we get it. You're yeah. down. <laughs> but then, then you hear it following Holiday and following Jesus of Suburbia. You're like, oh, okay, this is part of this guy's journey. Right. You know, this isn't just like a how Green Day feels. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. Green Day's so successful. How are they write in this bullfighting? <laughs> exactly. But when you dive into the character of the Jesus of Suburbia, it kind of it's like okay, this this makes this sense, makes sense where it lies in the story. I I do think though, like if they would put like a more upbeat uh, melody with it, it would be different. Just because that's usually how Green Day does it. Like yeah, it's like yeah. upbeat but depressing, and yeah. you're like, okay, I can I can kind of get behind this. But yeah. when they're both depressing, it's like oh, I'm <laughs> I'm tapping. <laughs> yeah, and this is definitely like a. It's almost like a foreshadow. Um, when he, says, when he says, my shadow's the only one that walks beside me, mm-hmm. um, I think, is the next song, We Are the Waiting St. Jimmy? Yeah. Um, we Are the Waiting St. Jimmy's next. Like, that's, to me, that's a big foreshadow of, like, he doesn't have anybody on his side. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, till then I walk alone. Uh, Bati- totally, Sabatista. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I walk alone. Sounds to be close to that, right? You would think. <laughs> Same um, year. I wish someone out there would find me. He's kind of like pleading almost like to the heavens or just for a friend. Um, who who was that? What? That did Batista's song? Not I have on no there. idea. I will look it up. <laughs> I, I, it's going to be in my head, head, my head now. I, did you ever see Xavier Woods singing to that on Twitter? No, I it don't was, think so. It was the day of WrestleMania. They were doing like the, um, the walkthroughs. Uh-huh. And Xavier Woods is standing there as, as Batista. Batista's music comes on and he's just he's going nuts and like head banging and stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh it's uh, Saliva oh Saliva okay yeah man I had that CD I walk for miles inside <laughs> this bit of danger <laughs> <laughs> oh you had that WWE CD the yeah Reckless Intent <laughs> Reckless Intent yeah I think uh, Randy Orton was on that too <laughs> oh yeah I'm sure 
Then he did the cool fireworks. Boom, 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 boom. That was always the coolest part. <laughs> totally different uh, D- vibes. Different, yeah. <laughs> Between Batista and that, Green Day. That would have been better to listen to, I think. Than... <laughs> Just but, switch them out. It, yeah, it kind of sets up the... Um, the rest it, of it. It foreshadows the coming of St. Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, which... When he says my shadow's the only one who walks beside me, he he's kind of saying he's alone, and he <clears throat> his shadow to me manifests itself into Saint Jimmy, which yeah, we'll yeah. talk about soon. Um, which we haven't played a song yet, uh, so Jimmy. why don't we play "Are We the Waiting Saint Jimmy"? That's a good one. We'll take a pee break, pee break, and then we'll Discuss jump back in next. and talk about it. So this is "Are We the Waiting" slash <laughs> Saint Jimmy <laughs> as it's delivered to you on the album, uh, and we'll be back. Skyscrapers, stargazers in my 
Okay, and we're back. Um, so that was Are We the Waiting and St. Jimmy. Uh, so let's talk about that. Um, so this comes right after Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And uh, Are We the Waiting starts off, or it is a slow song if you consider Are We the Waiting just its own song. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, yeah, that pounding drums. I, I love this song. Um, I do too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then this is, uh, I think, the Jesus of Suburbia kind of falling back into uh, his, like, depressed, like, state where he's like, uh, oh, I'm still unhappy even though I left my town that I was in and, like, went to this other town where I could associate with people. I'm, I'm still not happy. So yeah. It's like he's almost like I'm still looking for something. And because uh, he even says this, this dirty town is burning down in my dreams, uh, lost and found. I'm city bound in my dreams. So he's kind of still, like lost and found. He still hasn't got what he wanted on his like journey, you right? Know, on his holiday. Now that he's gone. Yeah. Um, and here again, he says, uh, "Rage and love is the story of my life." That's going back to the. Uh, second song where he says I'm the son of rage and love the Jesus of suburbia and then he follows that line up with saying the Jesus of suburbia is a lie meaning like oh there's no saving the town I, I'm not who I thought I was kind of right um, and that that leads into the next song which is uh, St. Jimmy or the same song depending on how you label it uh, how you look at it yeah so St. Jimmy kind of immediately starts it kind of and it almost interrupts Are We the Waiting. Yeah. It's like a, Are We the Waiting is like a slower paced song. And then uh, St. Jimmy kind of comes in with like. It picks up yeah, real quick. Quick guitar. Yeah. Um, and then this is kind of the birth of his alter ego mm-hmm. is, is uh, St. Jimmy. And like going back to the Boulevard of Broken Dreams when he says, I walk alone, my shadow is the only one that walks beside me. Is like this is his shadow becoming. Uh, his personality so he started off as the Jesus of suburbia and now that he realizes like oh every place like not nowhere is fulfilling mm-hmm. like it's it's he invents this character Saint Jimmy who is I guess like the manifestation of uh, the the rage and love kind of deal of it right um, so it just like born out of rage comes this you know like almost like i'm gonna put on a fake face and mm-hmm. be somebody else that's that's kind of what saint jimmy is and uh this this to me sounds like a green day song yeah <laughs> this is the typical yeah, yeah. this is what i think this is like for the old fans yeah you yeah know what i mean here's your not flashback but you know mm-hmm Yeah, I, I love the intro, how it's uh, coming at you on the count of one, two, one, two, three, four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be cool to hear, like, like straight through live. Cause yeah. Because it's like, you know, it slows down and just yeah, it yeah. picks right back up. Um, and this, yeah, this to me is just him introducing this new character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, it's halfway through the album. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the reset almost. Yeah, it's it's, it's um, him kind of like getting an edge. Like I'm, I'm gonna stop being 
this the sad Jesus of suburbia, and yeah. I'm gonna be like this angry kid, mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> is, the, is the way. Um, it's um, I guess like a dual personality thing, where it's just like you know this other one takes over. Like you ever see the movie Split? Yeah, it's like when like they're in certain situations, like the different personalities come out. Like that's kind of like what happens right. here. Is like and then he's the beast, and then he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Patricia, Patricia, yeah. That's the little boy's name. Do you remember? Oh, uh, no. There's so many of <laughs> yeah, them he goes yeah. through. And then there's like the germaphobe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then like Saint Jimmy, uh, it, it leads into the next. Uh, Give me Novocaine. Yeah, it leads into the next song. She's a rebel. Give me Novocaine. She's a rebel. And this kind of is more of a background into who St. Jimmy is. And Mm -hmm. he's kind of a drug addict. Like, he gets on... I would just say, like, this is probably, like, alluding to heroin or some sort of drug. Yeah. You know, he says, uh, give me a long kiss, good night. Tell me everything will be all right. Mm -hmm. I won't feel a thing. Give me Novocaine. Like, he's definitely, like talking about drugs yeah like uh and then he even says i think he says jimmy yeah yeah uh out of body out of mind again is like a tripping kind of thing yeah Uh, jimmy says it's better than here kind of his alter ego is like oh no like we can take these drugs and we'll be fine everything's fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but i like this song a lot yeah this is a good I, one. I love the um, chorus, how it's just, uh, it takes a pause after draining the pressure from the swelling, and then it's a boom, 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 boom. like just the drums. Yeah. And then the uh, the guitars come back in. I, I, I just always like that. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. That's um, good stuff. So this to me, yeah, is like him starting to get addicted to drugs and into more things because he's just like dealing with his problems in a different way. Right. And then she's a rebel. Uh, is uh, about the character what's her name which like I feel like he just met uh, as the Saint Jimmy mm-hmm. and uh, now he starts to turn his attention towards who he calls what's her name yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he even says the line she's holding on my heart like a hand grenade yeah. which is the cover of the album the whole the rage and love thing yep um, yeah, I really that, like this song it's yeah, just that yeah. quick like yeah, this is like another Green Day sounding song. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the the middle of this album is is definitely like a, a return home without no pun intended, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So this the, I to me at this part of the story, it's uh a girl that I think he finally gets a friend almost like uh mm-hmm. oh, here's this girl that I can associate with. And he's kind of going through all this shit and meets this person, and uh, it, it starts to take his attention off of you know all the bullshit everything that he else. Was dealing with. Yep. Um, and then obviously extraordinary girl letter bomb. Uh, this this song sounds like a desert level in Mario. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. This is that down. This is the strangest now, one. Now, 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 now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely like not anything you've heard from them before. Yeah. And then this, yeah, this is kind of like uh, I I feel like he's slowly him and what's her name are starting to go th- like through problems. Yeah. Uh, kind of almost like 
all this other shit that mattered to the Jesus of suburbia, like took a back seat and now he's the J- St. Jimmy and he's focused on what's her name. Uh, and then even in the chorus, it's, she's all alone again, wiping tears from her eyes. Some days he feels like trying, he feels like dying. Some days it's not worth trying. Uh, they're both finding she gets so sick of crying. So obviously they're, they're still not happy. I think they're, I think it's kind of like parallel stories coming together like the what's her name and the jesus of suburbia <laughs> it's like ridiculous yeah. character names oh yeah <laughs> but no it's this like is definitely where two parallel stories coming together and yep. kind of realizing like oh wait we're both kind of fucked up exactly and then it leads into letter bomb uh which um the intro that nobody likes you everybody hates you that's uh the lead singer of bikini kill that says that oh really the album yeah oh, okay um this to me, um, I thought that was like somebody in the band. No, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, like some chick. I, I don't. Um, yeah, Ka- Kathleen Han is her name. Oh, okay, she's from uh, Bikini Kill, um, which I've, I think rock bands. They had songs in rock bands. <laughs> that's like how I know who they are. <laughs> um, to me, this is uh, like what do you say? Uh, the the last song and this song are, are one song. So, um, Extraordinary Girl and Letter Bomb are mm-hmm. grouped as one song. And I always, uh, I think Letter Bomb's so, so good, and Extraordinary Girl was just mad to me. So I always had to, like, suffer through I know. Extraordinary Girl. That's what sucks. This. Yeah. Um, it's definitely better. And this this song to me is, is a, it's a letter from, uh, what's her name, telling the saint jimmy like why she's leaving and like he's dealing with a lot of problems yeah and there's even the line uh you're not the jesus of suburbia the saint jimmy is a figment of your father's rage and your mother's love made me the idiot america so he's kind of tying back he's kind of i think it's her pointing out to him like he's full of shit and he's being a brat and you know what i mean like uh Shit's not right. Yeah, like he he like focused all his energy into like becoming what he's actually not. Yeah, and which is the problem. Like he, I mean, the, so this kid leaves home, uh, participates in riots and protests, and then gets depressed, gets addicted to drugs, and then finds this girl and thinks all his problems are solved. And then I think this is like his slap in the face, saying like, "No, like you're still dealing with a lot." Yep. So, uh, like yeah, this is her. This is her way of almost doing to the Jesus of Suburbia what he did to his town, where, she, like, the song ends with uh, that she says, I can't take this place, I'm oh, yeah. leaving <laughs> it behind. So it's kind of her... That would be a cool one to hear live. Yeah, her version of, like, uh, like the end of the Jesus of Suburbia song he says i'm leaving this town behind and now she's leaving that town behind so she's moving on past him mm-hmm. and I, I think this is kind of tying the whole thing is like he was blaming his problems on the town then he moves to another town and now he meets this girl and she's like no i gotta get out of this town yeah <laughs> really. what I mean? so, <laughs> so i think he's starting to see a cycle of like oh like people just aren't gonna be happy Stuff's until the they figure out who they are right um so this is like what's her name leaving saint jimmy slash jesus of suburbia after Mm -hmm. he kind of left to go find them and then the next song is wake me up when september ends 
um, which I feel like this is another song that isn't part of the story. Yeah, it's really just kind of, which is weird because it's their it's one of their hits. Yeah, yeah, this was definitely like. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't really tie into what's yeah. what's been going on. So this came out post nine eleven, which obviously people would think like oh September nine eleven, but. Yeah. Um, I remember I found out like a while ago like it's actually about his dad like his yeah. dad died in September and he said that he was like crying in the closet and his mom the mom came to check on him and he said like wake me up when September ends yeah so that's where the uh, line came from and uh, yeah it's just kind of like the um, like my father's come to pass seven years have gone so fast so that was uh the idea behind that is seven years after his dad died, he formed Green Day. Mm-hmm. So I think he was kind of holding on to this song, like, uh, like oh, I'll like give a song to my dad, and maybe he just like Conan or didn't want to, and kind of saved it for this album. Right. But that's what he means by seven years has gone so fast. And then uh, later in the song, he says twenty years has gone so fast because that was where he's at now. Mm-hmm. So it was like when he first had this idea of this song, it was been seven years, and then he just held on to it for you know another just thirteen years, and yeah. now now the song is manifested to twenty years from now. Um, just nuts. But yeah, it's 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 just a it's a really sad song about his dad. If if you break it down, yeah, um, <laughs> it's really sad, and it doesn't follow yeah, what's been going. It doesn't. On. Yeah, it's not a story from the Jesus of suburbia or and it's been Saint Jimmy. Just yeah, and it's you've heard it. You've heard it. <laughs> um, I always I, see with the um, it's coming up, so like people post on Facebook after September. Oh like, yeah, hey, wake that Green Day guy up or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Never fails. Yeah, <laughs> October first. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, I like the line, as my memory rests, I never forget what I lost. Like, yeah. pretty much, like, as time goes on, he still doesn't forget it. Uh, right. Yeah, it's, it's it's a nice song. Yeah, it's yeah. It's really definitely. sad, but... Um, you said you've heard it, though. <laughs> yeah, everyone's heard, definitely heard it. Um, oh, yeah, look, it even says right here, the song was originally supposed to be on Shenanigans. Oh, wow. Uh, but he wasn't emotionally ready to record it, so he saved it for... So that's kind of why it doesn't fit in, is because it was a song written... It's on from a different from album. a different time, and then it kind of squeezed it into this. Yeah. Um, Which yeah. has got to be their biggest album. Easily. So yeah. you think like, just throw all the yeah. good stuff into <laughs> this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a good breakup between like, uh, because after Letter Bomb, uh, the next part of the story is Homecoming, where yeah. Jesus goes back home because he kind of realizes like, ah, oh, nothing's really gonna fulfill me. Yeah. Um, He's kind of so it's kind of a, a nice like break, like it's like a bookend between the two, if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a little bit of like stories put on hold. It, for a it lets bit. you like it lets you sit with it for a little bit, right? And then homecoming. So now we're on homecoming, and is another parted like super long song. Yep. And Nine this, minutes and twelve seconds. Yeah, this was uh the song we talked about earlier, where we said uh this was written before the story was written. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably not the whole song. I think they said they each wrote like thirty second snippets and made it one song. Yeah. And you can hear that like uh, the drummer and the bassist have like parts where they're singing. Yep. And I feel like that those were probably written, and then it's just like, oh, okay, like we'll fit this into the story and kind of make it work. Mm-hmm. Um. Because yeah, nobody likes you is Mike. 
And then Rock and Roll Girlfriend is Trey. Yeah, yeah. Um, which have you ever seen Trey on uh, David Letterman? No. So he, uh, anytime Green Day's on David Letterman or was, uh, Trey, the drummer, would just always do something insane. <laughs> like after the song would end, he would like kick over his drum set and like run and start jumping on Letterman's desk. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like shit like that. Like he always did like goofy shit. Yeah. And like the one I think he like jumped off of like an amp and like landed on the ground and pretended he was all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> So they always, like, torture him. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, so this is, like, the... Um, was it the, the, the end of, of the, the Jesus of Suburbia story where he... Yeah. You know, the first song, he's leaving home. Right. And, you know what I mean, does all this stuff and then realizes, like, ah, there's still nothing here for me. So he ends up going back home. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, he says, in the streets of shame, you lost your dreams out in the rain. There's no signs of hope. <laughs> and, like, yeah, it's just kind of, like, more, uh, I've kind of given up on, like, all that shit. Yeah, he's done. Um, and then he kind of says, there's this glow of light. The St. Jimmy is the spark of the night. Kind of, like, where that, his alter ego still exists somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, where was it in the song? He ends up... Uh, Oh yeah, later in the song, um Is it during We're Coming Home Again? No, it's it's still in the first part. Um again here he goes, What the hell's your name? Then he's uh, talking about the girl that he met. He can't remember her name. Probably from all the drugs he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Then yeah, in the crowd of pain, Saint Jimmy comes without any shame. He says we're fucked up, but we're not the same and mom and dads are the ones you can blame. So he's kind of saying like uh I think this is him talking to what's-her-name, like, mm-hmm. not directly, but, like, kind of, like, thinking back. Yeah. And, uh, again, we're fucked up, but we're not the same. It's kind of the two parallel stories, but when they met up, they were like, no, we like we can't handle this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kind of d- does the admission where it's just like, maybe it's not our town, and he says, mom and dad's are the ones we can blame. Like, maybe it's the way we were raised or, or like, our home life. Um, and then right after that, he says, Jimmy died today. He blew his brains out in the bay, meaning that alter ego he kind of killed he's done with it yeah yeah yeah. which i always thought that was cool yeah and uh i remember like when i first heard this song i or this album i thought jesus and saint jimmy were two different people and Mm -hmm. then you listen to it more and it's just like oh like he says here uh in the state of my mind it was my own private suicide so it's just like oh like that's the you know and even uh in Letterbomb, the St. Jimmy is a figment of your father's rage and your mother's love. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, she's telling she's telling him, but also the audience, like, oh, this St. Jimmy guy isn't real. Like, it's literally, like, the made-up character right. that the Jesus made. Uh, the Jesus! <laughs> 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 and then part two of the song, East 12th Street, um... He, it's, I think it's him getting a real job, or not a real job, but like a boring nine to five job, because he says he's filling out paperwork at the facility on East Twelfth Street. Yeah, um, and he's just th- reflecting on his old past, and he right. says like uh, he's daydreaming about doing something else, like cigarettes and coffee with the underbelly. Like he's like thinking back, oh, I used to be in the city and you know doing drugs and doing riots and stuff. Now I'm here. Um, and then he kind of gets back into the somebody get me out of here. <laughs> he kind he of still reverse. wants it. Yeah. yeah, he's he's uh, 
Born to Run. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think he goes through two like a uh, almost where he's trying to convince himself that he can do it. Yeah, is yeah. What I kind of got from it. Yeah, and like going back to the first song when I was saying like how it almost seems like he's a brat. It's just like it's just this kid that can't get what he wants. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and, yeah, he's searching uh, for something. In the first song, he's blaming everyone around him, and yeah. it's just kind of like yeah, it's just he's being bratty. Yeah, <laughs> he's being an asshole. Yeah. Um. And then part three is the bassist uh, singing this part, or he wrote it, or it's hard to tell because they they sound pretty similar. They do. Um, and then this is uh, to me, this is like his his buddies. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah, because they're like they're chiming in too, and yeah. Uh, but I love that I fell asleep while watching Spike TV after ten cups of coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, this this is. I think this was the part that was written before the album. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's just kind of like an imagery of again sitting on a couch thinking of other things. Right, right. Um, and he says, "I'm nobody liked you. Everyone left you. Yeah. Where'd you go?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, it's just about being glued to a couch and right. depressed and not yep. doing anything and then it goes into rock and roll girlfriend which i think is laid out as this is a letter from one of jesus childhood friends and it's him saying his life like i got a rock and roll band i got a rock and roll life i got a rock and roll girlfriend and another ex-wife yeah uh i got a kid in new york i got a kid in the bay <laughs> uh i haven't drank or smoked nothing in over 22 days yeah <laughs> uh so this is him just kind of getting in touch with his old friends and realizing like, oh, okay, these guys have, this guy's here, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing this. Right. And then it goes back into... Uh, Billy Joel comes back in. Yeah. Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel. Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in and saves it. Yeah, Billy Joel. He comes in with his piano and just... <laughs> <laughs> and then this is just a... Uh, we're coming home again is is the old part of it and to me this is kind of like his way of saying uh you know not, nothing's gonna work out so i'm gonna go home and try to figure it out yeah you know what i mean this the which the whole song is called homecoming so it's his journey back he's through. going back like it's almost like a rewind he's going back through everything mm-hmm. um but yeah i just i i love uh, this whole song <laughs> it's another one that's it's like really good. two minute you know, like five two minute snippets of, of songs oh yeah um, and I f- like everyone else like you know the yeah. other band in it too and it's just I don't know it, 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 it it's very well structured mm-hmm. and then the last song what's her name um, is like another slower yeah, it's like a sadder, <clears throat> slower song. Just and, that, uh, that. This is like, beat. to me, him being home and kind of being more mature, and thinking about uh, what's her name, the girl that he met while he was doing a, his holiday, yeah, <laughs> his traveling. <laughs> uh, and then the first one, you know, thought I ran in, into you on the street, and it turned out to only be a dream. Uh, she went away and then I took a different path I remember the face but I can't recall the name now I wonder how what's her name has been and it's it's um I remember like watching 
it's part of the documentary that they made when they recorded this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was them recording this song. And I guess they recorded the album in order. So this was like the last song they did. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, like Billy Joe was crying <laughs> during yeah. it. And uh, he later said about how uh, this song, not only does it tie into the story, but it's also like from his personal life. Like uh, he said, like the song She, you know, that She Screams in Silence. It's my favorite Day song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that is about the same girl as, as this song. Uh, okay. And he said, uh, fuck, I don't remember. That, it was like a bunch of different Green Day songs, and he was like, they're all about this one this girl one that person. I actually knew. And, and so, like, the, obviously, this was like from personal experience, but he kind of found a way to tie it into this story. Yeah. So, like, I think it means a lot to him. And it, it is pretty sad. Like, uh, it's sad. Um, it seems like forever ago. Uh, That's a cool breakdown, too. Yeah. And I like the last line, uh, if memory serves me right, I'll never turn back time, forgetting you, but not the time. Like, I, I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's uh, how that's, the album ends. That's it. American Idiot. Um, there's a Japanese bonus track, which I never listened to, called Favorite Son. Favorite Son, I've seen that now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Never, never heard of it in my life. That's insane. <laughs> Who would think? Yeah, I just brought up the uh, track listing, and it said there's a song after it. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, where did this come from? But this, so the album's, it's 57 minutes. That's the regular. Oh, yeah? Not the, um, with all the extras. But yeah, and then I, the album itself is nine songs. Mm-hmm. And then if you break it up, I think it's 14 or something. Because yeah, Holiday Boulevard, Broken Dreams, Are We the Waiting, St. Jimmy, Give Me Novocaine, She's a Rebel, Extraordinary Girl, Letter of Bomb. Those are all grouped as two sets of two. Right. Um, which I don't mind. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, no, it's absolutely. definitely unique. Um, but yeah, like what? so what was your favorite and least favorite on this? My favorite, uh, She's a Rebel. Yeah. I always thought that was a cool song. Yeah, that's just a good one. Just real quick and like, you know. So did you listen to Give Me Novocaine before or would you skip it? No, I would let it go because it was, yeah. they were, um, the, the version I had, they were together. Yeah, yeah, so same I just, here. I would just let it go because I didn't mind <laughs> it. it was, I mean, yeah. I, obviously I didn't care for uh, Give Me Novocaine as much as She's a Rebel. But yeah. to get to it, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Um, least favorite? Uh... I have to say, kind of the hits. I just, I don't know. It was tough <laughs> to kind of go through them again. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I would say it would probably be between uh, "Wake Me Up" and uh, "Boulevard Book of Dreams." Yeah. I just, I wasn't excited to hear them. See, <laughs> "Wake Me Up" when September ends, I remember not liking, but as I listen to it now, I, I think I can appreciate it more. Yeah. But yeah, "Boulevard of Broken Dreams," I don't really care for. Um, no. I didn't like "Extraordinary Girl" either. No. No. Um, I just felt it felt weird. It I don't know why. Like it just like just to be nitpicky. Like, it just like it reminded me of a desert level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and not that that's a bad thing. I just was like this. Like it had like it's kind of a guitar a cool guitar riff. Yeah. But I don't know. I always I was always just waiting for Let, Let Her Bomb, and it was right after She's a Rebel. So it was always um, coming. Are there I, any five star songs on here? Um, or no, we don't do five star. It, we they're do, called uh, the what? I forget what we named them. Shit. Ten star. <laughs> Ten wasn't star? It, wasn't there ten stars? No. Uh, no. No, we were just like rated the album out. Of oh, time. that was it. We rated the album. But no, it was the, the Cameron playlist songs. We yes. were calling them the Cameron five star songs, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, hey, that's not fair to call them all five stars because 
They're just on my playlist. We were just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Jesus of Suburbia, Are yeah. We the Waiting St. Jimmy. Um, I feel like Give Me Novocaine, She's a Rebel. Could If you could I cut She's a Rebel. Uh, I would add them both, I think. You would? I, w- I would add it as one song, Homecoming. That's one I could break up. Homecoming and What's Her Name are another two that I would I, add. I really like What's Her Name, yeah. even though it, I like how it picks up. If it yeah. was that... that Beat the Whatever. entire way through. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like forever ago. The ringgrass. <laughs> um, yeah, that's an awesome song. My favorite was probably Are We the Waiting St. Jimmy. If yeah. I could group it as one. Yeah. If not, then probably Jesus of Suburbia. Jesus of Suburbia, yeah. But what, yeah, what would you give it out of 10? <sighs> See, it's rough because of the hits. It's like I yeah. feel like if you take them out, it's so much higher than the hits. Cause, <laughs> and honestly, it's I don't think it's it's Green Day's fault. I think it's just however played they were, yeah, and how much they were just and jammed it, down your well, throat. The thing about it is, they were yeah they were taken off of this album and jammed as singles, and I right. feel like that hurt the song so much. Yeah, because yeah, like we were just saying. Um, like Boulevard of Broken Dreams, like on its own, like I don't like anything about the song on its own. But where it fits in the album, I'm like, okay, this is a cool part in the album. Yeah, like that makes sense. You to know me. what I mean? Exactly. So yeah, that's but just to put on like it, it is hard. It's it's kind of one of those tough. things where it's it's one big story, so every song is super important to the story. Right. But again, if you're listening to them one song at a time, it's just kind of like, uh, no, I don't want to do this right now. Or like if I was going to put on a random Green Day song, I think yeah. these, those would be like the four last <laughs> that I would put on just because... I feel like you'd get... You know. I feel like, yeah, if you put on like a Green Day song and you put on like something from Dookie, yeah. like everyone would be like, okay. But if you like put on... Uh, yeah. Holiday. Holiday slash Boulevard of Broken Dreams is one that they'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn this off. <laughs> you put a two Green Day songs back to back? Yeah. <laughs> like, knock it off. Did someone hit skip? Yeah, or exactly if you put on like you Homecoming, mean. people would be like, yeah. "Like what the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> like this is so long. I still say my favorite is She from Dookie. Yeah, and, uh, I saw Jeff Rosenstock cover it. Oh my god, that's Someone amazing! Someone yelled it out, and they just started playing. That it. He's like, we, we really doing this? <laughs> so good. Oh, you left up in a world that's being laid out for you. With him, it's like that kind of that ska version. Oh yeah, Jay. And then it just goes nuts. <laughs> but yeah, like this, I after listening to this, I went through and like listened to uh, Green Day's following album, 21st Century Breakdown, mm-hmm. which had like, uh, Do You Know Your Enemy? Like that song, oh, yeah, 21 yeah, yeah. Guns, which was an, uh, 21st Century Breakdown is another concept album where it's a one big story. Right. And the same thing happened. They would pull apart these hits and they were just like, weird songs to listen not not necessarily weird but like kind of like i don't really care for this this is yeah this doesn't this doesn't mean anything to me and then you listen to it as a whole story and you're like okay it makes sense you right. know what i mean do you know your enemy makes a lot more sense when it's followed by you know the song that it's followed by everything else as opposed yeah. to just being like the single yeah and so. I, so it definitely made me go back and listen to a lot of green day and a like I, I was like I've been telling people like oh dude I've been on a Green Day kick I've been listening to everything you know what I mean yeah and uh, yeah it's it was it's been nice like I kind of gave up on Green Day um, yeah and even their newest album Revolution Radio uh, which came out 
You're pulling it up, Let's right? See, yep. Um, so this was actually 21st Century Breakdown was five years after. American okay, Canadian. so that would have been 2009. 2009, it came out. So then. So that Green Day rock band must have been like 2010 that it came out. It had to, yeah. So, yeah, Revolution Radio was 2016. Yeah, so I remember I got that shortly after it came out, and I just was like, I don't care for this, and I kind of like because I got so I was in the Green Day growing up obviously mm-hmm. you know what I mean just because they were one of the biggest bands and then they disappeared for a while put out American Idiot and I was just like eh I don't care for this I didn't listen to the album front to back yeah so no. I was like I don't care for, for this which makes sense and then so that af- was 2010 was the video game oh uh, yeah and then after that video game came out and I started playing it mm-hmm. I started to appreciate the songs more oh yeah because I'd hear it more often and I was getting you know fake You're play the guitar and exactly. fake play the drums along with it yeah and then uh so once revolution radio came out i'm like i'm gonna go get that yeah. you know what i mean really listen to it and appreciate it and i just couldn't get into it and yeah i think i listened to it like four times through and put it away so maybe i'll grab it again <laughs> just to see yeah I mean, they, they have another song on re- off rate uh revolution rate is that what it's called revolution revolution radio, radio. um then there's do you have the track list race. up Yes. What's the last song on it? The last song. Oh wait, no. So it's forever now. Forever now. And that three is parts. Yeah, that's parted out. That they did. Yeah. One like that. So it was kind of reminded me cool, of though. Jesus of Suburbia and Homecoming and it's, all that stuff. So I'm I, freaking out. A better way to die. Somewhere now. Yeah, I really like that song. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, that song's really cool. But that was another one. Yeah. You but, just kind of like yeah. But the rest, I I kind of gave up on. But, yeah, uh, maybe I'll go back. Have this, to retry it. This inspired me to go, you know, back and listen to a lot of old Order Green Day stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it's like a refresh almost. Yeah. For Green Day. Definitely good stuff, though. All right, you good with that? I'm good. All this right. Is, so. This was American Idiots. <laughs> the next one is we need to Queen. Uh, hopefully we'll do the Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian movie. Rhapsody. Kind of, kind of pull a Prince thing where we do the movie soundtrack not necessarily an album and then go from just watch the well watch the movie and then yeah the i was actually next. playing disc golf with somebody and they were listening to prince oh really and uh, i was just like i like knew all the songs and i'm like oh this is cool like <laughs> yeah i know and they're like oh you know all these prince songs and i'm like yep yep <laughs> totally know all these this is the man. <laughs> <laughs> everyone thinks it's weird but I'll, i will put on purple rain just oh to, yeah it's a great song yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, like, I know a lot of Queen, obviously, but I'm hoping Bohemian Rhapsody will make me appreciate, like, kind of what it did with Prince for me, what, like, got me into him. Like, yeah. I'm hoping that Bohemian Rhapsody movie gets me into Queen more. Yeah, it definitely will. And if it, if, and if, oh, and we're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't, I'm going to lie to Joe. And We'll and, wait uh, till Joe leaves yeah, and then say. <laughs> <talk shit. laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, to, to play us out, we're going to. Play gonna, us out. What does that mean? To, to end the show? Outro. To end the show? Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Here's what's her name <laughs> on Green Day. Then it turns
that she disappeared with.